Welcome to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. I'm Danny, your host, recording as per usual from Toronto in Canada. Well, on this episode, I will be talking about one of my favorite topics, the benefits of hanging out with other people who stutter. But first... This episode is brought to you by the Stuttering is Cool book. Combining my comics and my own experiences, I offer tips on how to deal with stuttering in situations such as dating, job interviews, smirking waiters, even dealing with negative thoughts and fears and such. Stuttering is Cool, a guide to stuttering in a fast-talking world is available in digital on the Apple iBook Store and on Google Play. And it's also available in interactive print form. I wonder what that means. Well, details at stutteringiscool.com. And now back to this episode. On this show and in my book, I talk a lot about the benefits of hanging out with other stutterers. My guest is technology entrepreneur, beatboxer, friend, fellow stutter social co-founder, and and repeat stutter, stuttering is cool host, uh, sorry, guest, <laughs> David Resnick. Uh, David Resnick applied the principles of something called empathic resonance. In fact, David recently gave an engaging TED Talk about empathic resonance at TEDx Culver City. Here's a clip. In July of 2009, I had one of the most powerful experiences of my life. I felt connected to and, and understood by 600 strangers after years of feeling estranged from myself. This happened at, at the annual conference of the National Stuttering Association, an organization whose message is, if you stutter, you're not alone. But up until then, I was alone in my feelings of shame, and anxiety and inferiority. At the conference on my first day, the first of the workshops I went to, it was called Fearless Stuttering. And at the end of it, I raised my hand to ask a question. And I stood up to speak. And I just paused. Because for the first time ever, looking out over, over a crowd of people who stutter, I knew that I had all the time in the world. There was no one there who was going to rush me and say, come on, get it out. Uh, There was no one judging me on how many times I stuttered. And it was a a moving experience. I started crying. Of course, everybody around me started saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay, you're doing great. Of course, that made me cry even more. (laughs) And that happened for the five days of the conference. Uh, every person I met, I connected to instantly. And we would have these conversations that resulted in transformational realizations. And what I realized was happening is that I was hooked on a feeling. It was a feeling that I now know was something called empathic resonance. David joins me right now to talk about what empathic resonance is <laughs> and what all this has to do with stuttering, hanging out with others who stutter, and spreading love. 
But first, in case you don't know, Stutter Social is an online community that David and I had formed with our friend Mitch Trishon in 2011, where we use Google Plus Hangouts to host worldwide support groups for people who stutter. I would love to see you in a in a future, immediate future, Stutter Social Hangout. Please check StutterSocial.com for details, our hangout schedule. And now, let's chat with with David. Hi, David. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Welcome back to my humble podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be back on. Okay, so before we get into the first question where I ask, what was it like to give a TEDx talk? Uh, I want to ask... So what exactly is empathic resonance? Well, in order to explain empathic resonance properly, I'm going to start with a breakdown of how I, how I view emotion. So the way I look at emotion is that an emotion is vibrating particles. That's it, the vibration of particles. And as these particles move around, they form patterns or emotional states. The emotional states, they can intersect and overlap and together form an experiential mode. And when one person's experiential mode matches and interacts with another person's empathic resonance takes place. So uh, back to the to the, the shower clip, um, what I was demonstrating in the sh- sh- shower was how if I hummed a certain n- note, if I happened to hit the note that is the naturally occurring frequency of that of the material of the, of the shower the resonance takes place and so you have to have the common frequencies or notes if you don't have the common notes the resonance does not take place so between people who are coming together in uh, a certain setting, either in person or as I'm w- working on in the virtual realm, uh, based on deep shared experiences, uh, those shared experiences are, are kind of uh, analogous to frequencies, either in a material like the shower stall or producing a note uh, if you're humming or singing. Um, And the the result of empathic resonance is that you uh, experience an amplification of the the feelings. Uh, You experience this kind of an emotional high where um, you feel understood and connected. You feel a greater sense of opportunity 
and you, you also feel a greater sense of love. Um, and it's pretty amazing thing to to experience. Is that the same thing as when, um, like that term, you know, you just click with this uh, with this someone, or you hit it off very well? Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, if you if you ask the question, well, why is it that you click? Why is it that you enjoy? another person's company hanging out. Uh, if you start to look at the why, you uncover empathic resonance. If you didn't have empathic resonance, you would not feel that, you know, something in you is, is lighting up when you are hanging around that person. So that's why in your TED Talk, you mention uh, there are three different um, examples, and one of them, you know, just just to bring it back to the the topic of stuttering, um, where in a stutter social hangout in a support group environment, uh, because we all share this same unique experience of stuttering that perhaps nobody else around us has, uh, except in a support group, whether it's in person or in a Google Plus hangout, such as stutter social that we all have this instant click or this instant connection. And then, so I think I'm getting get, you know, and then we form this uh, uh, camaraderie. Right, and I think this is a great opportunity to talk a bit about what I mean by experiential modes. Like mm -hmm. the majority of people hear that term and go, what the heck is that? Including and myself. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's take two people who stutter, right? So your lifetime, your lifetime of stutter, of experiences as a person who stutter is going to create certain ways of thinking, speaking, interacting, communicating, listening, um, that are specific to people who stutter. For example, if you're someone who stutters, you pretty much know not to finish someone else who stutters sentence. You, you know to let them speak and take all of the time that they need mm -hmm. to get their words out. And the state of knowing that, you could call that an experiential mode because the very fact that you know that puts you into a certain mode of interacting. Ah, so it's kind of like uh, the equivalent of if you and I share the same favorite band. Yes. Uh, or the same interests, you know, um, then... Right. So what happens, you know, let's take a concert, right? So mm -hmm. you and I are both at a concert of a band who we really like. And, uh, you know, the band starts playing. It starts the particles in our bodies vibrating, right? Um, you know, the music, it's elf, like the, the sound waves hitting our bodies. 
is doing something and listening to the music is having a cognitive effect in our brains that is producing a certain biochemical effect in our bodies. And uh, so things start happening. Things are moving. Oh, okay. And, and, and as these things happen, that they, you know, they form patterns like um, elevated heart rate that makes you excited. Right. So that's an emotional state, excitement. Right. And then there might be something in the music that takes you back to a memory from childhood that could uh, make you feel an emotional state of longing. So you're simultaneously feeling the excitement and longing. And and these two two things are overlapping and they're overlapping in me and they're overlapping in you. And therefore, when we look at each other in the audience, as this band is, is playing who we really like, it creates a common ground of relating to each other mm. through the experiential mode of that moment of having those emotions elicited and uh, and putting us into certain s- states there in the audience. Wow. So and guess, that's empathic oh. resonance. Ah. And that's what we experience at our first stuttering conference when you meet like exactly. 600 other people. A stuttering conference, a, a, a concert, it can happen in it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just on a first date, that goes really well. As you mentioned, just clicking um it can happen in any number of contexts now in your video uh i mean sorry in your ted talk you mentioned how um experiencing your first nsa conference and experiencing the crash the emotional crash that happens very very commonly for everybody uh that leaves or, or that goes back to the real world after stuttering or you know any conference really any kind of conference but specifically Stuttering conference, um, how that led to your idea, um, or 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 rather, rather led, led to the development of st- of stutter social itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it happened at you know, uh, I attended my first NSA conference in two thousand nine, and then uh, you know I went that year back in 2010, back in 2011. And in 2011, it was in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. And there was just something that happened after that, the third time going, where I got really embedded in the community and there was a very, an, an exceptionally strong group uh, mm-hmm. cohesion, you know, p- people who really, came together, stuck together in That's one right. giant group. Yeah. Um, you know, like a collective. <laughs> um, and that's, and that's and then, where we m- m- met. That's correct. And then coming back home after that, it was, it was like I, I was cut off from this living, breathing collective group that I was a part of um, 
and I got very depressed and I, I really wanted to connect again to all of those people. And it was out of that desire that all of us felt um, that Stutter Social was born. Going back to the Fort Worth conference, I'm just thinking now when you were saying, uh, you know, you were really embedded, uh, that conference had a lot of um, opportunities for embed embedding, <laughs> if, if that's the right uh, phrase to use, because that was the, um, the first time, I believe, that uh, we had the comedians, um, uh, the Nina G gave, like a bunch of us went to a sports bar, Nina G performed, Jody performed. And Not I remember just a, there was like a hundred of us. It was like it was like a hundred people. It was like a yeah. hundred, yeah. And we were all sharing the exact same moment. That's where you and I met. I said, "Hey, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm in digital media too. This is That's my podcast." Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, there was that. There was that music night where everyone was invited yeah. to bring their own music instrument. And just, and I remember there was you an were open there. Mic music night. Yeah. And I beatboxed to Mitch and Nina oh uh, doing a rap performance. <laughs> yeah. And then your workshop. You, Mitch, Trishon, and Nina G, the comedian, uh, for those who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you gave your workshop, which was a ske the sketch comedy videos. That's right. Where you yeah. Uh, us, um, yeah. Elliot Olds and I co-led a workshop right. on, on creating uh, sketch comedy videos having a goal of, of using humor to um, to lighten up our anxieties around stuttering and it, it lasted for three days you know yeah, there was right. the initial day of coming together in the workshop and making our groups and and creating our ideas and then people filmed it and then de delivered all the footage to me on the third day and I edited everybody's pieces and then it was uh, each piece was shown at the closing ceremony of the conference <laughs> and they were great I mean yeah. some, they were they were all of excellent quality and a couple of them were especially hilarious I think that the, the, they're all actually on YouTube still yep um, and uh, and everybody in that in, it, in that workshop you know keeps asking me year after year to, to do it again <laughs> so <laughs> and that's where all the stutter social full co-founders and our uh, community that, that's right is in there Sam Mitch me and you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so I never thought for about that. that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. No one no wonder you got emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then and then afterwards I just happened to ask you, Hey, do you want to come on to my show and talk about the post conference letdown? I had a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and I was that like, was I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then you mentioned it in your TED talk. I'm like, Hey, I did that <laughs> or I recorded that yeah. and then the clip. Mitch, uh, he was the first person, as far as I know, to have the idea of doing uh, group meetings over these uh, 
video conference calls. And so I, you know, I, I got involved kind of helping him on that on Skype. And then, you know, it, it changed over to Google Hangouts instead. And, and we just kind of grew it organically from there. Yeah. So to the TEDx talk, what was it like yeah. to be on stage and yeah. just stutter? Oh. Because you see all these... You know, there were other, I mean, there are lots of stuttering TED Talks, but I know yours is more special because not only because, you know, you can see me in it, but, <laughs> but you know, I know you and, you know, I know the story and all, all of that. Um, and it's so interesting. Uh, yeah. So what was it like? Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I was really nervous before the talk. I was more nervous than I've ever been before any other talk, probably because I knew that, you know, it was being live streamed and videotaped and there was a big audience of, of local influencers. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, to deliver a great message. Um, and of course, through the Ted name, um, you know, it kind of, demands a certain quality and a certain level of inspiration that I wanted right. to deliver on. So um, it was an amazing experience. I, even though I came in really nervous, somehow the moment that I hit the stage, something kind of took over in me. Uh, yeah. And I just felt comfortable and confident speaking to the audience. And it was a sold out audience in this really cool venue in a part of town in LA called Culver City. Um, the, the Actors Gang theater company uh, does the, their performances in this space. The Actors Gang is led by Tim Robbins, the famous actor. Um, and so it's a, it's a really cool space. It was a great audience. Uh, and I just felt really comfortable and confident speaking, even though I was so nervous coming in. And I remember I was, I spoke in the first half of the program. It was kind of like a, you know, a half a day, all day kind of an event. And at the intermission, you know, I was like, whoa, that just, happened and I was out <laughs> side grabbing a drink and I just had person after person come over to me telling me how it moved them how it how it inspired them people who 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 work in fields of of counseling and mental health uh, saying hey I've you know I, I've heard that term empathic resonance but I've never seen it applied in this way, and it was really inspiring. Um, it was very cool, and uh, and I also got invited by someone who's in the audience there to give that that same talk at UCLA to a group of student leaders. Oh, wow. um, so, you know, with the goal being to, you know, again, to, to be able 
to show them how to use technology to build empathic resonance in the campus communities. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's very cool. Did you worry about, well, I guess you've already answered my second question. If you worried about staring on stage and on camera. So we'll skip I that was. one. <laughs> or, well, well, or, I'll, I'll speak to it directly, though, because I think it deserves it. Mm -hmm. um, I was nervous about it, even as accepting as I am about my stuttering. I can on occasion have blocks that can last for a number of, you know, a number of seconds to a minute. Um, and it can be very awkward, even if I'm accepting of it. Uh, and even if, if the audience knows I stutter. And so I was nervous. I was nervous. And I said, okay, you know, if I block, I'll just smile through it. Um, and, you know, I'm on stage and everybody has to to wait and, and listen anyway. So, you know, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Um, and it was important to me to be able to stutter comfortably on stage. I want because I knew that it was being watched and taped and it might get a lot of play on social media. Um, and I think it's very important for the world to see people doing good work uh, and stuttering in the process. You know, a lot of times, nothing, there's anything wrong with becoming fluent, not at all. But a lot of times we see speeches by accomplished people who stuttered in their past, but kind of, you know, quote, overcame mm. their stuttering, you know. And I felt it, it was important to stutter on camera and to do so comfortably. And I did that, I think. Yes, you did come across as very comfortable and very confident, which is why I'm surprised when you say that you were really nervous. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, I really was. Don't I was seem so like nervous. It. And then just something, you know, t took over. I just mm -hmm. kind of opened up to the energy of the room. And, you know, I kind of, it, it, in my mind and in my heart, I connected to the people. And, uh, you know, it was like something else just kind of, took over, you know, this sense of knowingness and of confidence and the talk just flowed out of me. Is that another example of emph empathic resonance? I keep saying emphatic, empathic, yeah, empathic. Yeah, because everybody is coming together. <laughs> everybody is coming together at a, TED, at a TEDx conference uh having some shared goals you know every everybody there is interested in innovation and experimentation exploration and and being inspired uh oh so there definitely is some level of empathic resonance that is occurring at a at a tedx conference yes now, one of my goals is, is to speak at a TED event <laughs> of some sort. So um, I'm going to combine two questions into one. Do you have any public speaking tips and uh, yeah, tips for when you are 
speaking at a TEDx event. I mean, you uh, already touched on it with saying, you know, it, there's a lot of high expectations of performing well. Uh, yeah, any tips? Sure. Um, my grandfather, a long, long time ago, you know, he passed away when I was probably 14. Um, he gave me a couple of tips and he was the president of the second largest liquor company in the country uh, at that time. And he, he did, he did a, a lot of philanthropy and public speaking. Uh, so he gave me a couple of tips. And one tip is to speak slower than you think you need to. Because a tendency in public speaking is to speed up. Yeah. And also something happens where, you know, even though you might be speaking at a normal pace, the audience, in terms of hearing you, they need a little bit more time to digest everything as it's, as it's being said. Mm. So speak a little bit slower than you ordinarily would. Um, Could that apply to job the, interviews as well? just want to interject there <laughs> i guess so I, I don't know i don't know yeah, exactly sorry, sorry uh, go ahead <laughs> yeah um and what's interesting actually now that i think about it as a kind of an aside here uh it is proven in the world of musical recording that um uh Hearing music recorded sounds slower than hearing it live. Oh, no, is it the other way around? Hold on, I need to remember this. Um, <laughs> hearing it... Uh, maybe I won't quote it if I can't. Remember. <laughs> darn it because I darn it because I had a great follow-up question about well what if you listen to a recording of a live concert <laughs> yeah well it's a, okay no actually this is perfect if you listen to a recording of a live concert it sounds fast so typically uh, recordings especially of classical music are slowed down very, very slightly because of how hearing perception works. Really? Yes. Yes. This so is a fact. all my classical music CDs that I have are actually slowed down versions of what was really recorded? I don't know if all of them are, uh, but if the engineer knew uh, what he or she was doing, yes, that they are slowed down ever so slightly. Oh, wow. I learned something new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so other public speaking tips. Um, smile as you speak. Smile sometimes. That's right. Look at people in the audience and smile. Uh, because A, it makes you more comfortable. You know, it's also proven that if you just smile, even if you don't have anything in particular to smile about, it releases endorphins. And, 
and makes you happier. Um, and if people see, you know, if people see you smiling, it puts them at ease as well. And also, it, it, it affects your tone of speech. If you speak through a smile, it comes across differently than not doing so. Uh, so I'm not saying to smile the whole time, but <laughs> take a few moments in your speech to smile. Um, well, so let's see, speaking slowly, smiling, um, be <laughs> succinct. Um, so in order to be succinct, you have to practice. You have to get the talk really under your belt so that you know how to chop and edit it down to communicate the strongest message in the shortest amount of time because people's attention spans are just not that high. Um, and it also helps to tell people, you know, to have an introduction and a, and middle and a conclusion. So in the introduction, tell the people about what you're going to tell them. Uh, so it's very common to say, you know, I'm going to talk t today about stuttering and how it's cool. And I think it's really cool. I'm going to tell you how stuttering is cool. And then you tell them. And then at the end, you say, oh, you see, stuttering is cool after all. And you can take that home as a message. Um, another tip is, you know, the, 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 which is kind of a, in line with uh, being succinct, is don't try to cram in too many points or too many messages. Have a, 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 a simple message and stick to it. Even if you don't get to communicate everything that you want, at least a person will definitely take home the one thing. That's right. Great. Thank you very much. I feel I feel feel like I need to also talk about the other two technologies that you mentioned <laughs> in your talk, because sure. that's where you talk about um, spreading love as well, mm -hmm. you know, especially with uh, the Bester app that you're currently yeah. developing. And yeah. uh, do you have maybe five minutes to yes. talk about? Sure. Yeah, because because now we're talking about the whole. The using technology to create the empathic resonance. So yeah. we touched on it with the Stutter Social, but I think Buster really brings it all good together. Thank you for saying that. I'm I'm definitely aiming to do that. So, <laughs> you Buster is no. I'm, I mean, Thanks. I mean, it's always <laughs> nice, you know, to have someone else understand what you're doing you know mm -hmm. it's creating empathic resonance right now um <laughs> uh so i'm i'm building an app uh called bester that's like the best recommendations and 
Bester is a social messaging app to get personalized recommendations on any topic, all organized in one place. So uh, the idea is that you can ask for and share recommendations. Uh, you can collaboratively build lists and vote on what's best. Uh, and you can interact um, publicly or anonymously. So for certain sensitive topics um, that you, you might not be comfortable asking about or recommending things for, uh, you can always go anonymous. Um, and uh, the, the, the personal vision of Bester to me is to be able to create empathic feedback loops. So, you know, in the talk, I mentioned that resonance in physics is an additive effect. So if you've got one sound and another at the same frequency that are each let's say, at, at a level of 10, then through resonance, you get 20. Because you've got 10 and 10 and they get added together, it makes 20. If feedback is involved, it becomes a, a multiplicative effect or a exponential effect. So a, a perfect example of that is, is microphone feedback, right? I'm sure everybody out there has been in an auditorium or a concert, some kind of a, a, a setting where someone talking on a mic and there's this very high-pitched feedback sound that, that gets really loud really quickly. And the reason it gets really loud really quickly is because it's exponential. It's multiplying on itself every time that the feedback passes from the speakers in the room to the microphone, back through the loudspeakers, back to the microphone. Uh, it's not just additive. It, it gets really loud really quickly. So in Bester, it's all about recommendations. And that's the perfect setting for people to come together and share and discuss things about experiences that are, are very meaningful to them. Uh, you know, and not just experiences, but products, services, songs, books, philosophies, any topic really. Um, and when Let's say, Daniele, um, let's say that you recommend a certain ABBA song <laughs> to me. I know that's your favorite band. So if you recommend an, an ABBA song to me, I listen to it. I think it's great. Then I come back to you having a better sense of your taste, and I recommend some, an, a, a song to you. And then you love it. You said, this is awesome. You recommend something back to me. And we, and we go back and forth, building our empathic resonance the whole time. 
exponentially. It also happens through external chains. So you, you recommend the ABBA song to me. I think it's great. I, I go and recommend it to 10 people. Those 10 people recommend it to 10, 10, 10 people. So we already have this viral sharing of that song. Uh, all along building empathic resonance around that song among people who love it uh, and, and, and getting them to share other things between, you know, among each other. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously there's not the same potential for real time sharing and, and interaction that you get at a conference or in a stutter social hangout, but there, there are opportunities created uh, for amazing discoveries of, of, of things to take place. Uh, discovering new things that you really love and that have positive impacts on your life. And on top of that, it, it's a way to meet people. You know, even if it's not in person at, at first, I know on Stutter Social, a lot of people have ended up getting together in person after they met on Stutter Social. It's, it's, it's quite common. Yeah. Uh, and, and that same opportunity exists on Vester. You get to meet other people who have the same passions and loves as you do. Uh, and you're meeting each other in an environment that's all based around recommending the things that you love. So That is so cool. It, it, it really gives a whole new perspective on my smartphone apps and the whole sharing. I, I hope it does. I really hope it does. Yeah. I really hope it does. Um, and something that was kind of interesting that I'll just kind of allude to here you know, I, I was interviewed by the NSA recently. That's the National <laughs> Stuttering Association. Interviewed um, by the other one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. Um, you get interrogated by I them. Talked a bit of, about the fundraising experience for Bester as a person who, who stutters and going into investor pitches oh. stuttering. Um, and, you know, that was not such a different experience from what happened in the TEDx talk before every investment, I was like really, really nervous, like, you know, shaking nervous and like, and sweating nervous. And then like, yeah. I get in the meeting and, and I start talking and I, I establish that connection to the other person or people if it's a group and something just kind of flows um and uh you know it, it helped a lot to disclose that i stuttered and, and in my tedx talk i talk about stuttering right up front so we get even though i'm not explicitly saying i am a person who stutters i just i i do it in a way that it's clear that i stutter and that i'm okay 
with that, and that makes everybody else okay. Um, so I definitely see public speaking, like in the case of the TEDx talk, as you know the, the experience of, of stuttering in that situation carries over into other, we'll call them high pressure situations. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, 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 gla I'm glad that you brought that, that uh, up because I'm sure there are a lot of listeners uh, that are interested in the startup world. And yeah. Maybe yeah. starting their own. So, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and um, the more that you practice, the more that you accept yourself, the, the more that you open up to connecting to, to others, um, the more you'll be able to be effective and whatever it is that you're trying to do. And the stuttering does not have to be an obstacle in doing that. And in the case of, of my TEDx talk, I was able to, to turn it into something that was cool. Um, that, you know, I co-founded this uh, online community of people who stutter and it had these amazing effects on people. Um, I think that's pretty cool. So, uh, stuttering is cool, folks. It is. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> thanks. Thanks again for coming coming on again. <laughs> you got it. I'm always happy, and uh, I love your podcast. Thank you. That brings my listenership up to three people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it with this episode of Stuttering is Cool. I hope you enjoyed my interview with David as we enjoyed ourselves reminiscing <laughs> about the early days of Stutter Social and me also learning and learning uh, a bit about the whole empathic resonance things. It's definitely um, a bit of a mind bend, but so fascinating, so fascinating indeed. I will have links to his TED Talk video in the show notes. Just look for episode 180. I forget which number. You know what? Just do a search for David Resnick and it will show up. Do a search for Empathic Resonance. Anyway, um, before I go, I want to tell you two things. Saturday, October the 24th, the Canadian Stirring Association is having their one-day event. It's a conference. Details at stutter.ca. You'll, you'll find out all the um, the location, costs, and such. A week before, um, I don't have the details just yet. There's um, l'Association du Bégayement du Canada or something like that. <laughs> Basically, uh, a French language uh, conference happening in Mont Montreal. Uh, details will come as soon as I find them. Uh, <laughs> as I figure out, you know, this is why you should prepare when you have a podcast, but still August. Anyway, for any of you who speak French, this will be a great conference to attend. And one more thing, I am working on a follow-up book. Actually, it's a follow-up series of comic books entitled Frankie Banky. Yes, Frankie Banky the series. So 
there's gonna be a new stuttering superhero in town without a cape or anything like that <laughs> um, and I'm hoping to launch sometime in September um, yeah everything's done I just got to create the cover for it so keep your eyes and ears peeled on the stuttering school website podcast Facebook Twitter it's all there do a search or just go to stutteringiscool.com. Anyway, I want to hear from you. That's the last thing. <laughs> I have too much to say. Um, I want to hear from you. Uh, send in audio. You can record it on your smartphones, right? We have those voice memo apps on our phones. So just yeah, send me something, comments about the show, questions you may have. If you want to practice speech tools, tell me about your day. Um, any tips, stuttering tips, you know, any public speaking tips. I really like the tips that David gave. Um, and I'm certainly going to apply them um, in my future public speaking tips. And speaking of tips, yeah, it's all in my book too. <laughs> stuttering is cool. A guide to stuttering in a fast talking world. Again, details, stutteringschool.com, they're all there. And yeah, email me, coolstutter at gmail.com, your sound file, and I'll play it on the next episode of my podcast. You can also go to speakpipe.com slash stutteringschool. You'll find, you'll also find a link on the, the Stuttering School Facebook page. Uh, Speakpipe, you can use your computer laptop or, or your, I'm um, sorry, your computer microphone, your tablet microphone, your smartphone microphone to record and it immediately emails it to me. I think you only get 90 seconds, but you know what? Use, use your voice memo app. It'll be a lot easier. And until then, may your stuttering always be with conf- confidence. Ciao.